it's Sally here. Just a quick one, just a quick one. If you like this really sweary podcast by Kalechi, sorry, Kalechi, do remember to rate and review Say Your Mind on Apple Podcasts, okay? Now for the very urban intro music. <laughs> it's the Ben's Brunani woman, this baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this. So sit down, sit down, receive this realness. Make sure your cup's ready for the tea, we are gonna sip it, yo. Our time's calling for your long shorts. You might learn something you never know. let you find, and she's one of a kind. Don't say you mind, say you mind. Someone please call 911 Tell them you just got cast out And I told you about your clot The cuss is piercing through your soul You feel your body getting cold (laughs) Mood, that is a mood That was such a tune Wyclef and Mary J Blige like that I still listen to it now I'm just uh, sometimes when I make up these remixes it's simply because I was listening to the song that week and I'm like you know what this is a tune and I've got a sickening 90s to noughties R&B playlist on Spotify that I made myself and it's just got all of the tunes that I used to love and um, I'm always adding to it whenever I come across another song and I'm like rah why didn't I put this one in there and then I dash the ting in but no that was a tune someone please call 911 yeah yeah Mm. tell them I just got shot down and there's bullets in my heart and it's piercing through my soul. And it's piercing through... Sorry, that was unnecessary. It was truly unnecessary. But we move. We move. <laughs> anyways, anyways, anyways. Welcome to another episode of SYM. Officially known as Say Your Mind. Unofficially known as What What. That's right. Suck your mum. Suck your mother. Yeah, and I'm Kalechi. Kalechi, baby girl, Ben's Panani, womanist, Okafor. I love saying my surname in that way to piss off all of the Igbo people that listen to this podcast. They're like, it's Okafor. Kalechi, it's Okafor. So I can call it what I motherfucking want to. Yeah. Anyway, I'm, you know, what was I going to say? Say it with me. I'm really happy to be here. <laughs> happy whatever day whenever you're listening to this happy day all you baby boys baby girls and baby non-binaries I appreciate you tuning in all of the time showing me all of your love uh yeah it's it's a big deal it's a big deal uh there's lots to get through today so I'm not gonna waste your time by tickling your balls I'm just gonna get into it really I'm recording this the day before going off to the Cheltenham Literature Festival I can't believe that you know I'm going to bougie things like the Cheltenham Literature Festival but that's just shout out to man like Clarissa always hooking up the tings them but um yeah it's gonna it's gonna be really really cool to go and I'm actually thinking about bringing back Patreon um yeah because I think it'll be really good to maybe make some extended content even if it's like an extended tarot reading or something like that uh and Patreon if you don't know what it is it's just a platform where you can support the creators that you like like um and you subscribe to them and you you know give them however much you want to use to kind of support them per month it's up to you um 
Yeah, so you can, I think what I'll probably set mine as is like a $5 a month thing and you support with $5 a month every month and then you get like exclusive content. And when I had it up before, um, the people who were there would get like, um, they'd get like exclusive, they'd get discounts for stuff and they'd get the first look in if I had like um, an event coming up, if I had a live show coming up, they'd, um, they'd get a look in that way as well. So the yeah, they'd be the first to be able to book and whatever else. So um yeah, I might bring back Patreon, but I'll keep everyone updated on them things there. Thank you to all the people who actually went and uh left a review of the post a podcast, rated and reviewed the podcast. I really appreciate it. Keep doing the things them and keep like I said letting your friends know it's there, not your wayward friends, because you know I will cuss them out on this show, so don't go and embarrass them in that way, unless you actually do want me to cuss them out, and that's why you've referenced, or you've referred them to me, well, which is just not nice for anybody. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, I'm really glad that you all enjoyed last week's episode. So many of you were like, energy! Yeah, some people needed to needed to be told about their class, and I'm really glad that certain people have had their accounts suspended. Haha, <laughs> when you do clownery, what does the clownery do? It comes back to bite. The clownery comes back to blood clot bite, and that's what you've got. But um, yeah, that's pretty much it. I don't think I have like lots to kind of fill you in on this week. I'm managing to do this weekly, weekly for now. Let's see how it goes because it is really convenient. I mean, I did have to take an Uber here today because the front wheel, uh, my front tyre is flat and I don't have time to now be pumping, pumping, like pumping, pumping. Ladies, live your car at home because the tyre's bust and you need to go and record. And, sorry. Anyway, 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 moving on. Let's get into the tarot, ma'am. Um... Tarot's super interesting this week. I feel like I had energy last week, yeah, for the pussy clarts them. And you, man, are bringing energy this week. And it's incredible because I was shuffling the cards and I was just like, you know, what's the message that the collective needs? Who really, really needs this message? There's somebody out there right now that really, really needs this message. Um, what is it? And the King of Wands flew out, the Queen of Wands flew out, and then a page of swords um, in reverse flew out, and then the Nine of Swords flew out. So I'm just like, Rob, just bare phallic energy, you know, like, because Wands is a phallic kind of object in this and then the swords and so we've got fire and we've got air that's what we're working with there's no water out here g there's no water energy out here it's just literally some of you are ready to fight fire with fire you're done with you're done with the shits you're not with the shits no more you said no more no more baby i'ma do it right i'm getting a little tired of your broken promises promises no that's rude i'll I'll stop that but it's really i've (laughs) (laughs) anyway but yeah you're just like you're done with the shit you're like you're not playing them things anymore you're not you're not doing that and it feels very entrepreneurial maybe some of you have been thinking for a while that yeah you know what I want to do my own thing or you're you're you want to start a new venture and it's finally now that your masculine energy and your feminine energy have managed to kind of coincide or cohab uh you know coexist rather so your masculine and your feminine energy energy have managed to finally coexist um, and have this beautiful equilibrium which is allowing you to now be ready to fully um manifest the things that you want it's, it's this is the time it's now like you can do it now there's no more guessing it's like am i ready because before maybe you had the idea 
So the idea was there, but you didn't have like the uh, the other part, which I'd say is the more masculine energy of like really bringing it out into the world and stamping it, um, you're stamping your place in the world. So you had the idea and it kind of sat there ruminating, growing. Um, and then now you've got that energy where you can actually put it out into the world. And some of you where you had the energy to put things out, but you just didn't know what you wanted to put out. So it could be both ways. But finally, finally, everything's come together and now you're ready to put it out there. And my God, what a wonderful thing it's going to be. And I'm glad that you're finally ready to take these steps. And, you know, it speaks to me personally as well, because I've been working on things behind the scenes for a while. And I feel like I'm fully now ready to to share it with everybody and bring it forward. But obviously I've got to wait on certain things and that. But, you know, the time is now like my kink energy, my queen energy have managed to come together. And I can feel so many things like opening up for me. And I feel like that's the energy for everybody else as well. I definitely feel like there's a growth that has happened. I mean, last week I spoke about, you know, voices changing and things like that after birth. But this feels like, yeah, just a, a, a graduation of sorts. Like you're not, um, you're not a little boy for them anymore. Like, or, or girl, you're not, you're not, you're not, you're not, you're not small. You're not a small pekin anymore. Like you're ready to actually be out there and show these people, show everyone Wagwan. And it's interesting because, like I said, the third card after the uh, King of Wands and the Queen of Wands is the Page of Swords. We've got no major arcana. So it feels like it's a definite, like day-to-day energy it's a shift that you're making in the day-to-day things that you're doing your life things that you're doing and I feel like the reason that there are no major arcanas here is because it's like go true my g like everything has aligned for you the major arcana um, energy doesn't need to speak on this like you can do it go and do the thing that you want to do um and, it, and I think that the other reason that there isn't um, any major arcana cards out or there aren't any major arcana ca- cards out is because you know, this is just a, this is a step, like, it's a step towards the things that are going to be life-changing, but this is a step, so you don't even have to worry, you don't have to stress yourself out too much about how it goes, because God won't let you fail, like, trust that one, God won't let you fail, this isn't something that you can fail at, but even if you don't do it the way that you want, or it doesn't come out quite the way that you want it to, you don't have to worry, because what this is really about is for you to understand that you are a culmination you are a physical culmination of so many energies and when you start learning how to access these energies that's when everything's going to open up for you so this is like a training ground I would say and the reason I say it's a training ground is because the page of swords came out in reverse and I always think of the page of swords energy when I think of the rider weight deck it's like this young figure and the wind is blowing and they've got their sword in their hand and they're just looking so kind of like ready for life and like just yes so unaffected by anything um at the moment um and it came out in reverse because as much as like you're new to this yeah, as long as like, as much as you're new to this, you're not new to the world, like you've got experience. So that's, you're not coming into this without any experience. You've got the experience and you're simply transferring that experience into a new venture. So don't second guess yourself. Like, you know what you're doing, even if it's a new field. So again, that goes for me. Like I'm, I'm very uh, proficient in certain aspects and I'm trying to move into a slightly different aspect of my career but um that doesn't mean I don't have any experience in that it's just I'm transferring my skills to that thing and um so you might be starting 
and it looks new, but you've got everything to make it bang, basically. And also, I think that that Page of Swords energy is also there because you're not into any mix-up, mix-up at the moment. You're not playing that anymore. I feel like when sometimes, you know like how they say that the devil makes work, uh, work for idle hands? <coughs> Keith. Um, the devil makes work for idle hands. Um, you when you were waiting for all of this to happen, you probably had more time to be focused on who's gossiping here, who's chatting shit about me there, who's doing this, who's doing that, or, you know, or maybe you are the one that was chatting shit, because sometimes, you know what, let us be honest, maybe you are the one that was watching everyone doing their thing, um, and you were like, rah, but, you know, I don't, why, how are they doing that? Why, why are they the ones doing that? Why is she, why he, why are they the ones doing that? Like, like, you had time to be thinking about them things because what you wanted hadn't actually uh, come to fruition. And I think that this is also a testament that while you're waiting for your own fireworks to fly up into the sky, don't go and dampen somebody else's fire, please. Like, leave other people's fires alone. That's a message for all of us. That is a message for all of us, myself included. Like, everybody has their time in it. Everybody has their time to light up the sky. Let people enjoy their time lighting up the sky, you know, and their space. There's enough sky for all of us to light up the thing. Like, so, um, definitely don't involve yourself don't lessen yourself like we are divine beings and we are I'm always saying that we are literally a reflection of God and that's why we have our God self it's important at all times to always um honor our God self and not sink into the ego self all of the time the ego self is the one that thinks that it it only exists by identifying itself with certain things like I am this and I am that rather than understanding that you are in fact everything and everything is you. So when you're um, in doing this whole um, individualizing thing, like, oh, I, you know, I'm this, I'm that, that means that then you have room for comparison. Like, because I'm this and that person is that, we now have beef, but you don't. You, it's more of us understanding that we are part of everything. And sometimes the things that we dislike in other people is because we see it in ourselves as well, like our shadow selves. So um, the page of swords energy in reverse is there because I think that you, because you've now started to embody what you're truly about and you're about to create this amazing thing, you don't have time for bullshit, whether it's bullshit being directed at you or bullshit that you were directing outwards. You've outgrown that now and you're ready to fo- truly explore. You're ready to truly use your mind in the way that you should be using your mind Um saying your mind <laughs> yeah you're you're ready to use your mind for good as for um as opposed to evil um but at the same time the other card that was there underneath all of this it's interesting that it came out underneath the three cards the fourth card was the nine of swords because that tells me that as is um as is uh applicable to me as well that you're still overthinking, like we're still overthinking all of it. Like, will it bang? Will I fail? Will this happen? Will that happen? What will people think um, when it's out there? How will it do? You know, sometimes just make the thing, you know, just, just make it, just make it. The first step is just make it. I know that there's that whatever saying, like if you build it, they will come, but you know, just make whatever it is, just do whatever it is. You might not even be making anything, but it definitely feels like a making energy, like a do, like a physical doing energy, like creating something. Just do it. No Nike, but you know, like worrying about how it's going to go. God will surprise you, you know, God will surprise you in the ways that things that you just thought was going to be a small thing. Like I will use my, um, pole dance journey as an example I literally just went to go and learn pole dance you know like I'd been a personal trainer for a few years and it was great I was enjoying myself 
and I was weightlifting as well. I was just like a baby weightlifter and I was enjoying all of that stuff. And I thought, you know, I want to go and use my strength in a different way. So I said to my partner, oh, I'm going to go and try a pole dancing class. And that day that I was getting to the pole dancing class, never in my mind, in my never did I think that, oh, you know, um, a few years from now, I'm going to have my own, own pole dance studio. No, I just literally went there to go and learn one thing you'll be surprised the way that God guides us and and uses our spirit guides to lead us to places and prepares places for us for our growth and had I gone into it at that point thinking I'm going to go and learn pole dance so one day I can open a studio I might never have gotten this far because I was overthinking the thing and I would have tried to take control of how everything would have gone rather than just letting the process happen itself and so I remind myself of things like that now, like, oh, I want Oprah to one day be able to see my work. I want this person like to be able to see my work one day. And I want, you know, I want to be in Black Panther 2. I want to meet Viola Davis. I want to, you don't know how all of this is going to go down. You just do what you do. Be excellent and consistent at what you do and let God do the rest. That's all there is to it. No overthinking. You've now got the energy. You stop involving yourself in mix up, mix up. So just do the work, face your front, do the work, don't overthink it, God's got you, everything will be okay, that's that card, and um, the next one from the Say Your Mind Affirmation card deck, the card that came up is, uh, I am manifesting my baby world, every decision you make brings you closer to the life you desire, ensure the actions reflect the intentions, can you see, can you hear, eh, listener, listener, how many times did I call you, two times, I'll call you again, listener, Huh? podcast listener. I've now called you three times, Abby. Let me read that to you again. Every decision you make brings you closer to the life you desire. Ensure the actions reflect the intentions. There is no point saying that, boom, I want to be like the next, I don't know, fucking Bill Gates or whatever. You, you, you want to do this thing, but you're not actually in the day-to-day things that you're doing. You're not doing things to reflect where you want to be. And that's what I'm saying about these cards and why there's no major arcanas that come up. Because this is reminding us that it's the day-to-day things. It's the day-to-day energies that we embody body and that we perpetuate and that we manifest that actually brings us closer to the greater the the you know the overarching life energies of the things that we want to achieve so nothing happens in a vacuum nothing is um by chance yeah if you know that there are things that you want to achieve in this life, be disciplined enough that your day-to-day reflects those things. Nobody's telling you like you have to do like massive, massive, massive things. But um, I think it was in the four agreements that said like be impeccable in your words. Like if you're going to do something, fam, do the thing, do it. Because you've said what your goal is, make sure that you're striving always towards that goal. Same for me. I'm like, oh, I want this person and that person to be able to see my work one day. I want to be able to work with this person. I want to fucking be in Wild Seed. Okay, so what am I doing? I'm making sure that my, you know, my acting chops are still on point. You know, I'm making sure that I'm still articulate. I'm still reading things. I'm still upping my knowledge. I'm preparing myself. And, you know, like we've said it on the show before, like Will Smith was saying, like, if you stay ready, you never have to get ready. And this is what this is really reminding you. It's not that now that you, you know, it's when the thing comes that you're deciding that I'll no longer be involved in gossip or I'll, now is the point where I'll stop paying attention to what people are saying about me because by then my G is too fucking late because it's now become habit. It's now become part of your lifestyle to care about what people are saying or to be the one that's chatting shit. 
um, about other people or overly comparing yourself to other people. It's now become a habit that will be too hard to break. So why don't you break it now before the before you bang on a major scale and then you don't have to be dealing with those things. I think that that's really the message that's coming forward. And then when I pulled the Marcella Kroll uh, deck, um, the card that came out was number 10 called Home. And in Home it says... You are being guided to come back home to who you truly are. Drawing this card can signal a change in your physical home or sense of where you belong. Pulling this card is also symbolic that wherever or whatever your current situation is, trust that this moment is in alignment with your higher self. You have not lost your way. You are in fact right on time and on track. Meditate on this symbol to access your higher power when having to make important decisions. You can always orient yourself north to the morning star and be assured that you will make the decision that is in alignment with your highest good. There we go. Did I not tell you? When I'm telling you something, you'll be saying that Kelechi isn't telling me, but did I not now tell, have I not told you? There you go, Abby. That that's the thing. That's that, literally that's what the card's saying. Like your 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 energies have finally come together. They've finally come together in a way that you can show up in the world as who you truly are and not involve yourself in lesser things that no longer concern you. Whether it's that you know like, what do they say? Like a lion does not concern them uh, concern himself with the opinions of sheep. Like a bit of shade to the sheep, to be fair, because I mean wool, but whatever. Anyway you're concerning yourself with things that no longer involve you, like you've elevated, you've evolved. So start behaving like it because when those things come that you want so bad, if you're still there doing nonsense, that's where you'll find yourself. And we see it a lot of times when we look at celebrities, you know, they blow, they blow unexpectedly and they can't, take themselves cardi b is a great example you can't they can't take themselves away from the behaviors that they were doing um or exhibiting before they can't pull themselves away from that because they didn't have time for the transition you have time before your transition because although your transition is very imminent you have time before it to get your house in order, your home in order, your spiritual home, which is your body. You have time to get all of these things in order before that big thing happens. Because don't come and cry tomorrow that, oh, you didn't have time to prepare. And don't be the one that fumbles your own bag because behaviors that you should have left behind long ago, you didn't let, you know, you didn't leave them behind. And now the bag is fumbled. Please, let's not fumble our bags in, in the name of all that is holy. Amen. So that's the tarot for this week. Let's then move on to share your magnificence. The share your magnificence this week is a letter that was rightly, uh, it was brilliantly timed because it's what I wanted to talk about anyway. Uh, and the letter is from Anon. Um, anonymous. I want to know, I want to know your name. Why you got to be anonymous? Woo, anonymous. Sorry song break. <laughs> um, so yeah, this letter's from Anonymous. It says, hello, Kelechi. I hope you're well and I wish the best for you and yours. Trigger warning, concerns, sexual harassment. At this time, there's a funeral um, going on over a documentary by BBC Africa under the hashtag sex for grades, using undercover investigators to target Unilag, University of Lagos and University of Ghana to expose the underbelly of lecturers harassing and exploiting students. But this isn't about them. This is a share your magnificence for Kiki Mordi at Kiki Mordi, who I'm now following baby girl woof, and her Nigerian undercover Kemi for exposing this 
great threat to themselves at this at great threat to themselves i don't want to take up too much of your time with this only to say that this exposure shines a light on this dark reality some are mad enough to claim that exposure to the greater world puts shame on nigeria and ghana but if they'd considered that none of these lecturers pastors bosses imams would have normalized this so kiki Mordi and her undercovers deserve the accolades for their investigative uh, journalism may they continue to put fear in the hearts of all particularly men who think it's okay to continue to take the piss welcome back congratulations on your baby boy and continue to be the best baby girl timeline terrorist warmest regards anon thank you anon that's yeah big up yourself kiki man two slaps on your chest did i even slap that properly i did two slaps on your chest kiki doing the doing the lord's work exposing these vile useless overgrown baby elephants for who they fucking are these vile vile men vile really just abusing the power that they have and 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 I, ah, it really grates on me because, um, you know, I, I spoke about this subject before a few episodes ago, quite a few episodes ago, when I spoke about the woman who exposed her lecturer who said he needed to sleep with her, I think, five times before he would change her grades. Some of these motherfuckers are marking down um, women's grades. They're marking these uh, female students low so they can believe that they're struggling and then come to them for help and then, boom, trying to dash a dick down your throat. Fuck you. Fuck you, you pricks. But, you know, it's not about them because we'll be talking about them later on a straw of the week. But, you know, this is a magnificence we're celebrating and i'm celebrating warrior women like kiki mordi and kemi and big up my gal yemisi adegoke because she was also involved in the ting um you know i'm it's it's wonderful it's 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 wonderful that women are doing the work that needs to be done to combat things like this it's truly necessary and i saw one i'm gonna try and bring it up now i saw one motherfucker tweet because if you want to stress out your life and if you want to um i don't know lose your hairline through stress definitely go and read the comments that some nigerians write under write under certain articles because you'll be like who the fuck why how did you come to this conclusion and why are you mad how much madness did you eat today for breakfast how much did you eat at what time did you eat it and how often do you eat it in the day like how how often in the day do you administer yourself madness is it two tablespoons or what i don't get it i'm confused so this motherfucker now wrote under the bbc africa thread about this investigation he wrote it is such a shame that nigeria with all its noisy and rancorous human rights activists media houses and feminist movements it is bbc that had to come from another continent to liberate our daughters from the amorous university teachers they were all busy fighting for power you know when somebody sees a straight road and then decides to just jump off a cliff that's where i feel like this tweet was like you saw the road and then you just decided to veer off it i don't i don't get it do you not think that it's feminists that were involved in it do you not think that maybe kiki and yemisi and kemi and them them girls there you don't think that they were feminists you don't think that they 
thought that you, you don't see how this in itself is a feminist movement you don't see how this in itself is a dismantling of uh, of a type of patriarchy that serves no one you don't see that no of course you don't see that you don't see that because the wi-fi signal that somebody gave you yeah it's not connecting the way that it should the god-given wi-fi that the rest of us are calling common sense it's your bars are low yeah the rest of us, our God-given Wi-Fi is maybe operating on three bars, four bars, five bars, yeah? Your own is operating on half a bar. And that's why you can make comments like this and not even think it through as to how it could sound very fucking stupid. So, um, you know, without going off and cussing people, let's focus on the fact that there are women out there, black women out there doing what needs to be done. We're not out here looking for white saviors, yeah? We're out here trying to do the work ourselves. So big up BBC Africa, big up Kiki for doing this, big up Yemisi, big up Kemi. Um, for doing what needs to be done and exposing these absolute pussyclarts that call themselves lecturers. If you come and see their belly, you know, the belly that they've used to store all of the beer and all of um, all of the self-esteem that they've ripped away from so many female students over the years, it's now stored in their, their round belly and they'll be carrying it everywhere. One guy was even like, ah, do you know I'm 55 years old? Yeah, do you know I'm 55? Yeah. Because even as I'm 55 years old, I can get 17-year-old girl if I sweet-tongue her. I'm just like, disgusting, disgusting. But we'll talk about that um, more in due course. I just felt like I needed to share just the, the magnitude of the work that they're doing. And I'm just truly proud of it. So that was something wonderful in the midst of fuckery. But let's get into the true, true fuckery then. Um, this proposed ban is what we're going to talk about on So You Mad. So You Mad It's our next um, segment. So You Mad, I'm talking about this proposed food ban on public transport. So it was published, I think, in the Metro uh, last week where it said, um, eating on public transport should be banned to combat obesity. A top health advisor to the government has urged food and drink except water should not be consumed on trains, trams and buses in urban areas, said Dame Sally Davies. The only exceptions would be for people with medical conditions and babies being breastfed. In a final report after stepping down as chief medical officer for England, Dame Sally said the ban was needed to tackle soaring obesity in young people. The doctor who was also recommend um, the doctor who also recommended a calorie cap on takeaway portions said waistlines were expanding in part because of high streets being flooded with cheap unhealthy food options she also pointed to a rise in snacking and a culture in which excess weight is now often accepted as normal dame sally added it is the profound changes in the living environment that are shaping everybody's behavior and making it much harder for us all to be a healthy weight um what I find so hilarious about this is that it's front page on the Metro, right? And then right underneath it, there's a seven day deal from Iceland where they're um, advertising, you know, those Fox, Fox's biscuits, those, those, you know, the, the big box of those biscuits that have no nutritional value whatsoever. And then the mini cheddars and then um, twiglets and all of these things, obviously getting people prepared for Christmas so they can like stuff their faces. And then when it hits January, they're like, get to the gym, you fat shit such a weird way to operate. It's really fucking stupid. But um, I just want to say for one on, uh, that Dame Sally, wherever you date, shut your fucking mouth. Shut your fucking mouth is what I want to say, basically, because leave fat people alone, you know, and as somebody who had to grow 
in exponentially out of my fat phobia. And I don't think anyone ever truly gets out of it in this society, not the way that this society is currently. You have to be honest with yourself. Like there are still elements where like I, I can feel that fat phobia is, is there, it's prominent, but it's addressing it with myself and pulling myself up on these thought patterns, whether I'm talking about myself or whether I'm looking at other people. And it's been a major focus of mine as a health expert as a fitness expert as people uh like to call me as somebody who's been in the industry fitness industry for many years and I've taught myself the things that I feel um are necessary in order to help people have a healthier relationship with their bodies not just what the industry um has taught me after I've paid them my money to get my certificate I went and taught myself some shit and I just want to say like leave fat people alone because you know size does not equate health you know some of them unhealthiest in inverted commas um clients that I've had as a personal trainer have been the ones who look very very slim very very slim but then you'll open their food diary and it'll say that they had KFC drumsticks for breakfast you know like there there are so many things that you want to take into account with these things and I'm just tired of the way that fat people are get drawn out every time people are always drawing for fat people oh do you know that obesity could be a cause of this and da, 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 da. But do you know also that your cocaine use could be a cause of rare 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 but you don't ever talk about your cocaine use you don't but it's everybody else that you want to come and chat about fuck off fuck off you know it's it's just mad to me because also when we look at the fact that some people have to eat on public transport because of the you know because of the lifestyle that they have like so it's, it seems to me that this is an attack on fat people and it's an attack on the working class or you know just poor it's it's an attack on the poor and therefore I also think it's an attack on black and brown people of the working class I also think that too like it's 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 really fucked the way that things sound like oh we're just doing it for this like if you told me you were doing it for hygiene reasons like yeah because sometimes the bus just fucking buses trains are just fucking nasty with the things that people leave on there from eating and drinking or whatever if you're telling me it was for hygiene reasons okay cool I can sort of understand where you're coming from there but if you're saying that it's to stop people being fat while you're a liar and you're a demon because it makes no fucking sense whatsoever and oftentimes I think that it's all in aid of capitalism, like you're the one that told people to go and eat, eat, eat in the first place. You're the one that dash McDonald's um, and all of these things on every street corner. Um, you want people to be hyper consumer, um, hyper consumers. You want that. But then the, at the same time, you're then trying to take it another way. Like it's, it's a major mind fuck. And also, I just think that in another aspect of the capitalism is that society hates fat people because they believe that they're not very productive that's what I think it is like oh look at them spending all their time allegedly eating and so they're not contributing and they're eating our resources what these resources that we have way too much of you're concerned about them eating eating these resources that you throw away so much every year and you refuse to actually give to the countries um, that would benefit from it in all the excess but you're claiming that it's just the lie it's the lie that there's this scarce, uh, scarcity when there isn't there isn't if, if if people want to eat let them eat and it's not just fat people that are out here eating and people are productive in a number of different ways and I just definitely think it's just like we want you to be a workforce stop eating because you're not going to be part of this workforce we don't want you to be fat 
what is fatness even based on in the first place anyway? Because then when you go and look at BMI charts, BMI, BMI charts are more based on how you look as opposed to um, your literal health. And it was based, I think, historically on Scandinavian women. So it's got nothing the fuck to do with me as a black woman. You're not taking my measurements into account. So I don't pay any attention. And I've never paid attention really to BMI charts when I've been dealing with myself or my clients. It's all bullshit. And I feel like Dame Sally can go sit her fucking ass down because she's clearly chatting shit. And it's funny that she says this on her way out as well, because then they say that, you know, she's now leaving um, that position. So you now want to kind of throw that matchstick in there and watch the whole thing burn. Why didn't you deal with it when you were there? Why is it now that you want to come and open your, your thin lips to mention it? Piss off, man. Um, so yeah, so that's what I, I wanted to say about that. Like, there's probably more to talk about on that, but I just thought, you know, quick fire, talk about it quickly. And I also wanted to say on So You Mad, you know, because all the time I'm discovering things about motherhood that I think is fucking wild. So when people saw me exercising, yeah, um, of like what, four weeks or so after giving birth, there are some people that message me and they're like, oh, have you been signed off to exercise yet? Have you been signed off to exercise yet? And I was thinking, rah. Okay, so there must be something big that happens at the six to eight week checkup that you go for. Um, after you give birth and that's when they sign you off and then go oh you can go back to um, training and do whatever you want to do so I go to my 68 week checkup six to eight week checkup now not 68 week uh, 68 weeks six to eight weeks checkup I go to it now and um nothing like literally they didn't give a shit about me uh they measured uh lev's head everything to do with lev which is wonderful i'm glad that they care so much about the baby but for me it was just like oh you okay babes cool 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 all right bye and i just thought this is how people who give birth fall through the cracks yeah when we're talking about postpartum depression when we're talking about just infections even you don't know because these gps aren't even checking properly for these things and how are you going to check everything in 10 minutes because you know like gps are mainly allocated 10 minutes like this isn't even me shitting on GPs or shitting on anyone in particular I just think that the structure is fucked and I think that it's deliberately fucked because ultimately the government wants to privatize healthcare. that's what they're trying to do across the board and what's funny is that even when it's privatized that doesn't necessarily going to mean it's better because if you look at America then the way that they push people to have c-sections you're pushing them to have c-sections because what the whole thing's been privatized and you'll get more money if the person has a c-section as opposed to a vaginal birth so Again, fuck capitalism is probably what I want to say because I, I, ugh, it just, it, it really, really aggravates me because before, while you're pregnant, oh God, you don't know your be- your body. When you're in labor, oh God, you don't know your body. You're trying to tell them that this is going on and they're like, oh, no, 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 no. Is this your first baby? Is this your first baby? Then now don't worry because don't want to, ha, 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 so you don't know your body throughout pregnancy, throughout labor and birthing and stuff. You don't know your body. But the moment you give birth, then it's suddenly that, oh, no, girl, you can sort that out by yourself. You know yourself best. You'll be fine. Oh, so now I now know my body again, but I didn't know my body before. Thunder fire, you motherfuckers. Yeah. And I just want better for women, man, because um, and not just women, but, you know, people who get who give birth generally. I want better for them because this is unfair. This is unfair. And I definitely think that if it was like cishet men um, giving birth, oh God, oh God, wow. You know, they would have everything that they need. I mean, there, there would be a spa fucking at the hospital and there'd be a, you know, a head masseuse and all of these things at the six to eight week checkup. There'd be so much that's done for them. But for us, it's just like, oh, get on with it, girl. Get on with it. It's just another way that I think that um, 
society views um, female bodies uh, as, I guess, as I, 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 it's just there as machinery or it's just there as a commodity to be consumed at their will and then shunned at their will. And I just think it's fucked. Like, it, it, it's really, really messed up. And maybe... I don't think I'll do a separate mummy podcast because I've really stressed that I do not want to be a mummy blogger and it's actually stressing my life out that so many mums are now following me on um, Instagram because of my Insta stories and things like that. Specifically, so many white mums are now following me on um, Instagram. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it because I don't want to enter that dynamic of you now want to come and complain in my DMs and all of this stuff because I'll cuss you the fuck out. I don't play them things. I don't play them ones. Like, behave yourself. And when I was even talking about this six to eight week checkup thing, one GP came to come and write me one long essay about, well, this and that and this and that. Take your guilt elsewhere and get the fuck off my page because I'm literally nobody said all GPs, literally nobody said all midwives or whatever. So for you to now come and want to come and cry, fuck off. And then there are other um, women who've written, oh, well, in this country, we get this um, level of healthcare and it's brilliant and it's this and it's that. Only for my black fe- uh, my black friends to come through and be like, well, actually, for black women in those same countries that you just mentioned, they're still dying and their health isn't taken into account. So wonderful for you as a white woman, but for black women, nah, still fucked across the board. So I've posted this to give balance to all of the, um, you know, conversations that you know are coming my way only for the same person to now come and be like oh um i hope they didn't think that i was being this and don't come and cry don't come and cry in my dms please please i'm tired i don't want to do that go away please i really don't have the patience for it and this is why i don't want to do mummy blogging because it's a minefield it's a minefield and it's a mindfuck and i don't have time for it i don't want it take it take it and go please leave me alone i don't i don't want uh, as if i can do it on my terms and talk about the things that i want to talk about then that's cool but to be dealing with all of this higgy hagger um and all this um the, you know like this the game the dynamics the power dynamics that they want to start pulling um and the hierarchies that they have within that whole system of like i'm a white mummy blogger with a nuclear family and i'm a white mummy blogger um who's a single mother like there's definitely a hierarchy and I don't want to play into any part of it leave me alone so that's that anyway just wanted to share that then now I wanted to go into another fool uh who um is T.I. what is he called is he T.I. you know T.I. the rapper what you know about that what you know about well I know more than you that's what I know about that he's in this new Netflix um rap talent show thing uh with chance the rapper and everything else and anyway he mentioned uh iggy azalea on that it's um so i'm reading here it says rapper ti has called his former collaborator and mentee iggy azalea a blunder in his career and the female rapper has already fired back he said i'm actively i'm still actively looking for another female rapper who can undo the blunder of iggy azalea ti told uh, the root this is the tarnish Uh, This is the tarnish of my legacy as far as being a music executive is concerned. To me, this is like when Michael Jordan went to play baseball. According to E, Azealia responded on Twitter with her tweets, uh, which she's since deleted. And her spokesperson hasn't responded. But it says the tweet actually said something like, imagine thinking I was his biggest blunder. LMAO. Azealia's tweet read. Um, tip sweetie we have a whole list for you according to the um 
according to the outlet, um, Azila also called T.I. a misogynist um, in another now deleted tweet. If you're going to say something, say it with your chest, stop deleting things. Like, I, and I, I'm team tweet and not delete. I, I'm not deleting nothing. I'm not deleting anything. That was a double negative. I'm not deleting anything. If I said it, I said it with chest, yeah? That's it. Don't ask me to, do, to be deleting anything. And that's what she's doing. She's now here going, oh, I've deleted it. But the thing is, the internet never forgets. And the fact that you deleted it, and it can still pull up what you said. It just looks messy. Stand in your truth. You said what you said because he had the cheek to talk about you. And as much as I don't like Iggy Azalea, he had the cheek to talk about you. So say what you wanted to say and leave it there. What? What now? Touch a button now. It is what it is. Anyway, um, she went on to say, the tea I could spill on this bullshit. This is... Uh, no the tea i could spill on what the, on what bullshit this is but at the end of the day i think people can see it's clear it's clear that he's salty um he's a huge misogynist and has never been able to have a conversation with any woman in which he doesn't speak like a fortune cookie that sent me that fucked me up when she said that i whew, because damn he really does speak like a fortune cookie all the words he learned from the books he was reading what, um, during his incarceration or his numerous incarcerations I mean they've served him well but he just needs to learn how to use them in normal everyday conversations because at the moment it's too much um, T.I. signed Azealia to his label Grand Hustle Records in 2012 and they worked together on songs like No Mediocre even though Iggy is mediocre and Change Your Life um, which she really changed changed her life and came up with that black scent even though she's from Australia Australia However, in 2015, T.I. said he cut ties with Australian rapper partly due to her constant beefs on Twitter. Um, that's really interesting to me that he cut ties with her um, allegedly because of her constant beefs on Twitter because nobody respected her at the end of the day. You're talking about you're still looking for um, a rapper that can undo the, 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 the fuck up that you had with Iggy Azalea, but you're a fucking idiot. You're a fucking idiot. Why? Because uh, you had to bypass so many talented black female rappers to get to this weird android that is Iggy Azalea you had to bypass so many talented people who are literally using their own accents and they didn't just adopt a random accent and start pretending to be black like you had to bypass so many of them to get to this trash heap um who was rapping about I'm a um I'm a runaway slave master or whatever the hell she called herself and like you let that you let those records go out you were fine with it when you were making money off her and the way that she was appropriating blackness you were fine with that but then when it didn't start to go your way when people really got tired of her shit that's when you cut ties with her it wasn't because of the beef because she was having beef at the height of her career and that didn't bother you and you're talking about something tarnishing your career what so the numerous times that you've cheated on your wife that's now gone to go and buy herself blue eyes no tony morrison um you, that didn't tarnish your career no obviously because in this kind of misogynistic uh, society that we exist within this sexist society it, it applauds you for cheating on your wife and treating her like she's an afterthought and then every so often you'll proclaim how much you love her and then go and cheat on her aggressively again there are numerous things that are tarnishing your career maybe the number of firearms that you had in the boot of your car one time when you were stopped um those things might be 
you know, things to consider, but no, it's Iggy that you've gone for. As if Iggy came and held you at gunpoint to manage her or to work with her. As if you weren't the one that sought her out and celebrated her when you could have celebrated so many other black female artists. You were the one that chose her. So Iggy didn't tarnish your career. You tarnished your own career. Stop drawing for the, for the, for the girl now. Leave her wherever she is. Let her go and be an Instagram model. She'll be much better at doing that like it's 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 really audacious that he could say such like take why don't these men want to be accountable for their own fuck-ups why do you want to now go and blame somebody else it's nobody else's fault but your own yeah leave her to, and i can't believe i'm saying it but leave Iggy's name out of your mouth that's all i've got to say there um anyway talking about one exploitative um music mogul to another I don't know if you can actually call Ja Rule a music mogul. <laughs> anyway, Ja Rule was on the Wendy Williams show. And obviously, you know, Wendy's messy. She asked him about the claims that Ashanti's voice is what we can actually hear in the I'm Real song that is fronted by J-Lo, Jennifer Lopez. Jennifer Lopez. Yeah. And I just thought it was interesting how he dealt with it. And I found it rather disgusting, to be honest. So Wendy was just like, how did all of this happen? And he's there going, well, um, I wrote the track, you know, so so I wrote the track because, um, I, you know, I, I wrote the song and um, I can't uh, I can't even do his accent. Let me stop. But he was like he couldn't reference it. Yeah. But, you know, and referencing is like he has to sing it. So the singer that is sold to knows how to sing it. So he said he couldn't reference it because he can't sing. So he got Ashanti in to reference the song and to do all of the riffs. So Jennifer Lopez knows where all of these things go in. Um, so Wendy was like, OK, that's all well and good. That's all well and good. But from what we've heard, they didn't when they mixed it and mastered it on all of them things there, they didn't take um, Ashanti's voice out. They left it in and it was pretty prominent to help j-lo's voice and he was just like oh well maybe i don't know i don't know why are you claiming that you don't know but you were fully involved what do you mean you don't know what do you mean you don't know same with fire festival and that fuck why do you never know when the thing fucks up why do you never know jar rule what rule is it that you have in your right in your life the one rule to be claiming that you don't know wow this is why 50 cent keeps coming for you because both of you are mad together um and so he was like, well, I don't know. I don't know. And then um, Wendy was like, okay, well, did Ashanti get paid then for her voice being used? And he was just like, probably not. Probably not. I don't know. People don't usually get paid for, for when they're referencing songs. Yeah, but she didn't just reference it, you fucking idiot. Yeah, she didn't just reference it because after that, you then continued to use her voice on the actual track that made lots of money, but nobody paid Ashanti for that. Do you not think that she could have used that, you know, earlier on in her career for her sideburns? That's horrible. I'm really sorry. God forgive me. Anyway, back on to what I was saying. Um, do you not think that she could have used that money, right? But you, it's just, same thing I said about Iggy Azalea. You men are happy for white faces to, to be the front of all of these things. And then later on, you'll be acting like, I don't know how it happened. Oh my God, I don't know. I don't know. Meanwhile, Ashanti is there with all of the talent and you're claiming that she only referenced the song when actually it's, her voice is identifiable on the main track. Sickening, sickening. And I, I love that Gwendy was just like, no, nah, don't buy it. Don't buy it. That is clearly a lie. I'm not playing. And, you know, talking of... um white girls who just like to appropriate the ting um i've got a letter here 
And it's a suck, well, it's a suck your mum stroke, so you mad nomination, but I'm just going to read it for suck your mum. Sorry, I'm going to read it for so you mad because I want to save something else for suck your mum. And it says here, hey, Kalechi, I was going to wish you a good maternity leave, but I know you're still working whilst being a mummy. I'll just wish you a happy new mumhood instead. Thank you. I want to nominate someone something (laughs) for so you mad or maybe suck your mum. I want to nominate the girl from the episode of First Dates that went live tonight on E4 and the channel itself for airing her without comment. She's a peak cliche white girl appropriating black culture. And I want you guys to know that this is actually written. This letter is written by a white woman. Yeah. So this matters. Um, Peak uh, cliche white girl appropriating black culture, especially the perceived hypersexualization with her Kim Kardashian in- inspired butt surgery. All of it has vomit induced. All of it was vomit inducing, but it was particularly her comments about not liking soaker clubs because they're ratchet, um, saying she's born in the wrong race and and being a carnival and then being a carnival dancer, but not liking people grabbing her for a wine. She's a super she's super gross in how explicit she is in her fetish fetishization of black men but then her disdain for of aspects of the culture like the clubs and the social side of carnival dance i feel sad for the guy they paired with paired her with but it's not my place to comment on that what's really gross about this is that e4 aired that and her comments with no other comment anyway lots of love to you and the family thank you actually that episode had aired quite a while before i've seen it i've seen the episode that you're talking about i've seen it ages ago i think i saw it like last year or something so obviously they're still rotating the thing or maybe i saw her on one show and then they've now brought her onto another but i swear i saw her on first dates that girl's a prick she's a major prick and she's the kind of white girl that i cannot stand with every part of my being like whenever i see them on social media media my top lip literally curls in disgust and disdain because she's just another one that reminds me literally of Kim Kardashian like you don't actually like black women you really believe yourself to be superior to black women you really believe yourself to be superior to the black cultures and histories you really believe yourself to be superior to all of these things but you can't help but to want a black man because again and when you fetishize them, you believe that, oh, they're going to have massive dicks and there's going to be this and it's going to be that. And you try to make yourself as appealing to them as possible, well, to the wayward ones anyway, by getting your body augmented. I think that she was either a secretary or something or a lawyer. I can't remember what she was, but I remember she had like a job that helped her pay enough for the way that she wanted to look. But I remember that comment where she was like, oh, I don't like soccer clubs because they're ratchet. What do you mean ratchet, you fucking prick? You cunt. What do you mean? if you don't like it so much stick to your own things like nobody forced you but the fact of the matter is that you want these things and at the same time you're disgusted by them and you think you're above them which I don't understand you want to be part of carnival just but you want to play mass just because you want to wear the outfits but at the same time you don't actually want to um you know immerse yourself in the culture why keep doing these things she just reminds me again of Iggy Azalea of Miley Cyrus of all of these white girls that want to be part of um this culture they want to be visible hyper visible within this culture they want to be desired within this culture but then when it stops going their way or when there are aspects of it that requires them to not hold on to their whiteness whoop nope nope they don't want that they don't want any part of that at all because it's all about being superior. It's all about being the most supreme in all of these situations because of their white femininity. Um, and that's why they enter these spaces. Like whenever I've gone to 
what is it? Is it Rum Kitchen in Brixton? I always see these type of white girls roll up where they're going there because they want to be like, oh, I went to this place and I was literally the only white girl there. And all of these people were looking at me. Oh my God, am I the only white girl here? <laughs> am I the only white girl? Shut up, you dickhead. Oh, piss off and just stop using so much oxygen. Take it down by like 95%. Ugh. Um, so yeah, I totally agree with you. It's really, really vile to see. And I, it really was awkward watching the black guy that I remember her being paired with, but I thought he was also an idiot, but I could have been wrong. Maybe I can't remember correctly. So that's that for, um, so you mad. Let's move on then to, um, suck your mum, AKA straw of the week. Straw of the week is very, very brief. Um, in that, if you haven't checked out that hashtag sex for grades, you need to go and check it out. You really need to go and check it out to see how these lecturers across Unilag, across University of Ghana, how they're moving. But my drag, my drag actually isn't for the lecturers, to be honest, because I've talked about how these lecturers move mad. I've talked about it in a previous episode. My drag is for the people um, who are commenting and saying things literally like, oh, look at these people bringing shame to Nigeria. Of all the things that Nigeria and Ghana has achieved, now they're talking as if, you know, this is rampant. It is rampant, you fucking pricks. It is rampant. Like, this is happening not just at universities. It's happening at jobs across um, across the world, but across Nigeria. It is happening. And Nigerian women, Ghanaian women deserve the right to be able to speak out against it because they don't want to be assaulted in this way any longer. They have a right to speak out about it. And whichever platform they choose to speak out about it through, you're going to have to motherfucking deal. Because when um, they weren't, you weren't changing anything because these people speak as if, you know what, tomorrow, tomorrow I was going to actually go and change the whole thing. But now that you've gone and spoken to these platforms, well, I'm just disappointed. You weren't going to do anything. This would have continued and continued and continued. And it's been happening forever. It's been happening forever to the point where it's almost like normalized that, oh, this one married her, um, her old university lecture or married her old secondary school teacher. Huh? What? Nah makes no damn sense to me, no damn sense at all, like, it's all absolutely wild, so for me, it's you people who are refusing, staunchly refusing to focus on the gravity of what has been exposed, and, and it's a pandemic across, across the world, but across Nigeria and Ghana, like, it is a problem, and not just in those places, because I see another country try to tweet and be like, oh, well, um, you know, we don't have that problem, shut up, you fucking pricks, because you also do have that problem, like, it's a problem everywhere, and it's about that abuse of power, it's the, the abuse of power, knowing that these female students require these grades that have any sort of socioeconomic robustness within the societies that they exist within, they're already on the back foot, because, they're black and they're woman, but now you're trying to make it even worse by not letting them be educated either. Like that's fucked. So then you're manipulating their grades. So then they appear to be struggling because these grades are arbitrary. There's nobody that's checking, you know, the um, validity of the grades that you've given these women. So you'll give them these grades. They believe that they're struggling. They come and see you and they're like, oh, sir, look, you know, it looks like I'm struggling. What can I do? And then you're like, oh, well, you can sleep with me five times or you can come with me to the cold room because allegedly there was this cold room that one of the lecturers, the Unilag lecturer, he mentioned that that's where they take the female students. The male lecturers take the female students and touch them up and things like that if they really want grades, if they really want good grades. 
someone might turn around and be like, but it's a choice. It's a choice. They chose to go into these situations. No, I don't see how there was a choice in that situation. And that's what we're talking about. Power dynamics. They need to graduate because then their, fa their family will now come and ask them, oh, so you went to go and study and you didn't have anything to bring back. They're caught within this whole system. How are they meant to navigate it? It's horrible. And I'm glad that these um, journalists uh, got in there and exposed it for what it is. And I, and I, I want that, that travel blogger that you call a president, um, Buhari, to actually do something about it. And now I hear that he's marrying a new wife. Maybe that's just a rumor. So you have time to be sampling different hospitals across the world and sampling different punani um, and, you know, sampling different pussies, but you don't have time to actually help the citizens of your country, that's fucked. That's absolutely fucked. So that's, that's who I really wanted to say suck your mum to. Suck your mum to all of the pricks that think that the problem is the women, the female students in this situation, and not the actual system that allows these lecturers, these male lecturers to move as mad as they're moving. It, it, they were so brazen with it. When I was watching this, these um, secretly filmed videos that's in the BBC Africa thread, you can go and check it out on Kiki, uh, Kiki Mordi's page. But um, I was looking at how brazen they were with it. Like, oh, one was like, oh, the, the Ghanaian lecturer said... Um, do you, do you know that you're beautiful? Has anyone told you that you're beautiful today? How many people have told you that you're beautiful? I want to be your side guy. Eh? You, and she's like, what do you mean by that? He's like, I want to be your side guy now. You know, like they're side chick. I want to be your side guy. And look, so Uncle is creating new vocabulary. Instead of doing the work that he's hired there to do, he's now creating new vocabulary on top of it to secure the punani. Wow. To secure pumps. You're, you're now side guy. He's like, I promise I won't bring you any trouble. I won't bring you any trouble wild and then the unilag lecturer was there talking about oh i'm also a pastor do you know that he's a pastor of four square church and then motherfuckers about to lose one square definitely after this has come out I'm talking about the cold room i want to take you to the cold room well that cold room is fucking hot now isn't it mate you've now hotted up the cold room look at your life it's a mess. It's a fucking mess. And all of those people need to suck their mums that don't refuse to see the humanity of women all of the time and will do the most mental gymnastics to justify the violences that are inflicted on women um, so as to turn a blind eye to the fact that the system that we exist within within is rotting and something else needs to be done because this isn't this ain't it. This ain't it. And my final, final, final um, suck your mum, aka straw of the week goes out to um shofar el israel i think his name is his actual like legal name i'm just trying to find his actual legal name is ajibola um or i think i hope i pronounced that right um, he is the man who killed Joy Morgan. Um, it was announced today at the time of me recording this that Joy Morgan the um young uh, uh, woman, female student who died in 2018, December 2018. She was a midwifery student, 20 years old, was murdered by this guy. And he refused even when they sentenced him to say where her body was and her body is now being discovered. They found it in the woods. Um, I think near Stevenage, I think it says here. Well, yeah, Woodland in Stevenage, the police have confirmed that they found her remains. And may he rot... If he can't rot in prison, I I just pray he rots somewhere because this is horrible. It's it's like you, motherfucker, need to suck your mother. Like you will never see a day of peace 
for the as long as you continue to exist on this earth to take somebody's life and to take somebody's life in such a way like I have my own theory about what could have happened there and I think that maybe they were having some form of a relationship and I because he's married and has children and they were both part of this church um and that questionable very questionable church um because they were both part of it I maybe think that maybe she got pregnant and he got spooked because of what those the implications would have been and then he killed her but he killed her and still had the cheek to like pretend that he didn't know where she was so he would go to he went to her student um flat or where she lived um her student accommodation and went to query whether she was around knowing that he's the one that had her phone last and things like that like I pray that joy can rest in peace. Uh, I pray that more justice is done. I don't even think like we've received the justice that she deserves. And I want to say a big suck your mum to the news outlets and um, that refuse to even cover this and think that this was a thing. Like this black girl's life, this black woman's life that was taken wasn't deserving of time in the newspapers. Only when I think it was literally other black women who were reporting on it that then it was taken with some kind of like, severity other than that it was just like oh a black girl the amount of like apathy that that black women face in life and in death is 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 a mad thing it's an absolute mad thing but as for this shofar el fuckery fuck you fuck you immensely fuck you for the rest of eternity you prick you cunt um joy rest in peace and i pray that more is done and and more comes to light about what actually happened to you in those last few days um and that's it for this week's episode of sym i have been kalechi okafor and this has been sym officially known as say your mind unofficially known as what what that's right suck your mom as always like tweet me the things let me know how you got on with the tarot read this week like i said remember to show up as who you are now because the energies are aligned don't be mixing yourself up with those lesser energies that should not be concerning you anywhere um, or anymore and yeah hashtag rate and review the podcast if you haven't done so already and follow me on at say your mind pod or at kolechnikov and i'll catch you on the other side peace it's the fence punani woman this baby boys baby girls you need to hear this so sit down sit down receive this realness make sure your cup's ready for the tea we are go sipping yo hard time scrolling for your long shorts you might learn something you never know collect you find and she's one of a kind don't say you mind say you mind